0: Welcome to the Let's Get Sensory podcast. My name is Kelsey, and I'm an occupational therapist, sensory specialist, and adhd If you are looking to up-level you and your kids' lives by learning how to live a sensory lifestyle to help with attention, tension, anxiety, hyperactivity, and impulsivity, then you've come to the right place. So here we go. Let's get sensory. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Let's Get Sensory So the other day I was talking with a friend who's a speech therapist and she was pretty much saying how confusing sensory processing can be, especially when she's trying to explain it to someone who's never heard anything about sensory processing. And I totally agree. I struggled with this, especially with trying to find a way to explain sensory challenges that emphasizes, that really emphasizes just how important it is, like finding a way to show that it is just as important or even more important than like reading, spelling, math, all these things that we put so much attention and energy into and how sensory, sensory processing is really the most important thing ever. And so this is what I say to parents or anyone who knows absolutely nothing about sensory processing or sensory challenging. So it usually goes something like this so the state of our nervous system impacts everything we do. It impacts our attention, our communication, our hyperactivity, our energy level, our anxiety, impulsivity. And a really important part of our nervous system is our senses. And so sometimes our senses aren't fully developed or they aren't working smoothly. And so when that happens, that impacts how regulated our nervous system is which is why working on strengthening our senses through sensory therapy can help with so many things like our all ADHD symptoms, can help with anxiety, or any kind of nervous system dysregulation. It's really all connected to our nervous system and our senses. And I usually end with, it's so, so, so important, even for me as an ADHD adult, it entirely changed my life. And other times I'll follow with, And also what is also so helpful for sensory kids is understanding sensory therapy so you can and how your kid's nervous system works and how their senses work and what their unique sensory needs are so you can create a sensory lifestyle to help um, help with things like their attention, their emotional regulation, hyperactivity, help with all of these, all of these things at home. Because while weekly OT sessions are great, it's nothing like when kids can receive sensory strengthening in their daily routine all day, every day. So to celebrate the end of Occupational Therapy Month and also Autism Acceptance Month, my online course, Simplify Sensory, is 20% off, and it's just a fun seven-day crash course for parents that goes over how to live a sensory lifestyle and how to figure out what is causing dysregulation, so what's causing that difficulty focusing, anxiety, what's causing that hyperactivity, and it also, so it comes with my regulation evaluation, and it also comes with the regulation routine generator to help you create your sensory lifestyle, and also just lots more stuff included inside the course, lots more surprises. So it is 20% off until Friday, the end of April, and you can visit the link in the show notes to enroll today and join me inside the course. So now let's get into my five tips for bedtime And so as a child, growing up, bedtime for me was always the worst. I was extremely scared of sleeping alone and sleeping in the dark. Like honestly, for a long, long, long time, um, I was so scared of the dark and would have trouble falling asleep and just have trouble sleeping through the night. I would wake up a lot. And I remember the feeling which the feeling that I felt Um, it was kind of a feeling I felt really a lot of times. And even this day, I kind of will still sometimes feel that feel this feeling, of course, not as much nearly as much as I used to as a child or as teenage or young adulthood. um, Because now I'm living that sensory lifestyle and doing those kind of sensory therapy things in my daily routine to help me. But really, so that feeling was um, I remember just feeling a lot of times just felt like being in this more hyper alert state. So kind of like a more anxious, very hyper aware of my surroundings, more anxious state. And for me, that state was really my baseline. So I was experiencing, I was really in that state just for most of the day. And then especially at bedtime when all of these fears came about. And so of course, when it's time for bed, it's especially hard to turn that off because being a sense being a sensory kid, With a dysregulated nervous system, it's not easy for us to fully relax and decompress. And it's a lot harder for us to do that. And so a lot lot of these tips I have for you are ideas from just my personal experience, what helped me, and then also from the many, many sensory kids I've worked with that also struggled with falling asleep, sleeping in their own rooms, sleeping alone, and just sleeping throughout the night. And so, tip number one is a big one, and that is to emphasize a feeling of safety. And so, remember how I said we often feel like we're in that more hyper alert, hyper aware state? Well, to help counter out, counteract this, we want to really ingrain in their head and remind them that they are safe. This can look a lot of different ways. So, just reminding them that they are safe so their nervous system can relax more. And so this can look a lot of different ways. So like guided meditations, I actually have a sensory meditation a few episodes back that you can use, um, reading books that just kind of give this idea of safety and feeling very safe and secure. Um, even little rituals, bedtime rituals, like a sleep spray. So something just to spray, maybe like a lavender spray or something to spray and say, okay, this is going to get rid of any bad dreams. Just little things like that can be so powerful for kind of tricking the minds into like feeling that they're safe and that they're feeling very secure, just little things in their bedtime routine um, to remind them that they are safe. And so like a sleep spray or having a mantra and doing different affirmations, like having them repeat with you, I am safe, I am loved, just different positive affirmations. And another personal favorite is bed tents. So if you think about how when we are scared or overwhelmed, we naturally want to go hide in the small space or just get away to any kind of like small corner. So small spaces are calming. Like when we start our lives in the womb, like think about how probably like secure and safe we felt being in the womb and, and being in that very small, secure space. So to help recreate that feeling, bed tents help kids feel more safe. It lets the like overwhelming um, sense of being in that big room when they're all alone. So it helps kind of counteract that. And it's also just a little way of tricking their nervous system into feeling more safe. They have bed tents that are very, very affordable that you can even get from like Walmart or Amazon that cover just really like the top of the bed so where their head is. Um, So when they look out, they're just seeing that more smaller space in their visual field. And they also have some that are a little... A little bit more, costs a little bit more that surrounds the entire bed, um, but really either works great. They really do have the same kind of idea of just creating that smaller atmosphere for kids to help their nervous system feel safer. So it just depends what you're looking for and what you think would be a better fit for your child. And so back to my womb example really quick and how I was saying small secure spaces help us feel safe Well, another thing that helps us feel super secure and safe, um, like in the womb, is that feeling of deep pressure, how we're just surrounded by that deep pressure constantly. So which brings me to tip number two, which is deep pressure is extremely calming to our nervous system, kind of like how being in the womb or how a hug or massage is calming and relaxing. Or maybe you're a Grey's Anatomy fan like me and remember that episode with um, Dr. Dixon and how she made Christina and Miranda hug her really, really tight for a long time when she was having a panic attack in one of the episodes. And so one of the golden rules of OT is deep pressure is calming to her nervous system. So for kids at bedtime, this can look like deep pressure massages with some lavender lotion, or tight hugs. And if you're doing tight hugs, I recommend doing that for at least 10 seconds at a time or longer to help. um, When we do it for this long, it helps release oxytocin, which is a hormone that helps our body fight infections. It boosts our immune system, eases depression. So once again, helping us feel secure and safe. So that double bonus, when we do the, the extra long hugs for more than 10 seconds, and so also for kids with touch sensitivities where whenever they're touched, that kind of makes them more overstimulated doesn't really give them that calming sense. Um, they can do deep pressure really to themselves or where they're not having someone physically touching them. So like using weighted blankets or compression sheets. I love compression sheets. They also have like compression clothes that you can wear. They have weighted plushies, um, weighted stuffed animals, or letting them hang upside down on the couch or bed safely for a little bit before bed, which just sends a lot of deep pressure into our bodies. And any and all really deep pressure, especially at bedtime and in their bedtime routine, to also just help soothe their nervous system. So still staying on that safety track and helping them feel safe. So tip number three is to give their senses a break. So for kids who have extra sensitive senses to help them feel safer and slowly start to get them out of that hyper alert state at bedtime, we want to do sensory breaks, which is essentially just giving their senses a break from working. Um, It's letting, helping their senses turn off in a way to help them relax, to help them recharge. So especially after a long day of working hard or maybe being at school, which is so sensory overloading. Or maybe you guys went out and went some places that day. So lots of sensory input. Um, So their senses working extra hard um, compared to especially just how sensory kids, their senses are really working extra hard compared to, you know, others. So their senses especially deserve and need a break. Um, Just much, much needed. So we can do this by either an hour or two hours before bed, just trying to keep the lights very dim wherever they are. Or if your child's maybe like those um, Himalayan salt lamps, I love that one and that vibe. Um, So just a way to kind of still have light so you can see, but just keeping it dim, keeping it relaxed. Um, Or if your child uses electronics, switching to um, having them wear blue light blocking glasses. So if you're interested in learning more about that, um, I talk about this a lot more in episode seven, um, how light affects kids' mood, attention, hyperactivity. Um, So just trying to keep the lights as dim as possible and then also trying to keep the noise level. So for their hearing, their hearing sense, trying to keep the noise level to a minimum. So either having TV or electronics playing it softer um, or just talking, even you just talking to them in a slower, more quiet voice for the hour or two leading up to bedtime. Um, Maybe giving them noise-canceling headphones or Bluetooth headphones where they can just listen to some soft, quiet music to block out any louder noises, and a few ways to give their visual senses, um, their eyes a break, too. So letting them spend time in a smaller area with less distractions. Um, So maybe like a cozy corner is a small space or a tent is another great small space to kind of Decrease their visual field, give their eyes a break. And remember, small spaces are calming, so letting them move towards a small space, especially right before bedtime. So those are really a few of my favorite tips, like my top tips. I might do another episode with more tips, just like quick tips, little suggestions, more random suggestions and things too, like dealing with like brushing teeth or getting dressed. Um, So if you're interested in that, please DM me and let me know. I can do that for you guys. And, um, so if you would like to learn more about sensory therapy and how to help your child's senses and nervous system and their attention, their hyperactivity, all of these things at home. Don't forget my online course, Simplify Sensory, is on sale until Friday, the end of April, to celebrate the end of OT month and Autism Acceptance Month. And so I hope you enjoyed this episode and found these tips super helpful. I would love to know what you think or how it works for you or if you have any questions. Please don't hesitate to reach out to me. The best place to reach me is on my Instagram, sensory underscore therapist. So thank you so much for joining me today and I will see you guys next time.